This podcast is also brought to you by Lighthead Threads, apparel that inspire bright ideas and the actions that forge them. Brighten up your life and style today with a great hat or shirt. New styles coming soon, but until then, use code QUALITY at checkout for 15% off of your first order. So head on over to lightheadthreads.com shop and get lightheaded today. Stay lit. On this episode of the Quality Goods Podcast, Thomas Paris and Mark Abrigo drop by to nerd out with Anson and I. The sketch producers are proud ambassadors of Bindlestiff Studio in San Francisco, where they are currently running their third installment of their critically acclaimed series, The Geek Show. We talk about the struggles of coming up in the theater scene as a Filipino actor in the early 2000s and the joys of finding a community of their own in the heart of San Francisco. We touch on stepping out of your comfort zone, how important it is for growth, and the effect it has on others when you lead by example. Whether you're a theater kid at heart, an undercover nerd, or anything in between, everyone loves to geek out on something, so let's get into it and see what's good. Quality, 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 quality goods. Quality, quality, quality goods. What is going on, good people? Chris Beatty here again. Another episode of the Quality Goods Podcast. Joined here by my co-host, as always. Anson Jay, what's good? And tonight, we have two special guests coming from San Francisco, representing Bindlestiff Studio. We got show producers Thomas Paris and Mark Abrigo. Hey, how's it going, yeah, Chris? What's going on, guys? Hey, what's up? Thanks for making the trip over on this uh, rainy Friday evening. Yeah, uh, it was a really shitty thing uh, to make us do all that. So <laughs> We appreciate the sacrifices made. <laughs> I mean, so, if yeah, if we're here to to promote the geek show or talk about it, trust me, we don't have a social life, so don't worry about stealing our Friday from <laughs> us. This might be the most social thing I've done in a Friday in a long time. Thanks for inviting me out. <laughs> Anytime, fellas. So let's uh, let the people know what Bindlestiff Studio is. Well, Bindlestiff Studio is a theater and community space based in uh, Soma, and it's been around since the 80s. And since then, it's evolved into uh, basically the only Filipino and Filipino-American performing art space in the nation. It's a theater dedicated to showcasing, you know, uh, whole plays in Tagalog and um, nice. really supporting uh, community artists who might not have otherwise delved into um, acting or directing mm-hmm. or writing and any of that stuff. And, uh, me and Mark have been volunteers on and off for the past decade or oh, more than that man we we got there when we were what 19 and 17 or something mm-hmm. like young that. and, and we're old now mm-hmm. guys so uh <laughs> old men we started off there as babies in around like 2006 2007 okay and uh since then we've we've been able to see a lot of really cool artists grow and and develop and despite it being a space for a lot of Filipino and Filipino American artists uh, to flourish, um, we we welcome everybody. We're inclusive of everybody, and, yeah. and it gives an opportunity to people who maybe might feel like they wouldn't quote unquote fit at a traditional theater mm-hmm. to come to a place like ours and and learn and grow and develop, which is all we want. Awesome. Yeah, you know what? I've actually got the chance to come to a couple of your guys' shows, and I've really enjoyed myself. It's really cool to see everybody participating, and you really feel the community vibe when you go to a show of yours. 
Was there uh, a specific reason you guys decided to jump in when you guys did as volunteers? Was there something that you guys went to see there or like what got you guys involved with them to begin with? I think Mark, you have the story. I just felt too brown to be anywhere else, I gotcha. man. I gotta tell you. So yeah. I'm not gonna say the name of the the theater or where it's at, okay. Pacifica. But uh, <laughs> I went to a spot, and I remember uh, I was there with a couple of other friends, and we were there auditioning for a musical, and we all happened to be either Filipino or, or Latino. And when we got there, um, I remember some people who were auditioning, and I guess they must have been regulars at this place because they come out of the audition space, they look at us. And they say just loud enough for us to hear. They go, huh, I didn't know this was for the king and I. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man. oh, word. Wow. And I now, mind you, we were auditioning next. And I'm like, you're going to ask a bunch of Filipino and Latino dudes to dance and sing. Oh, bro, we got them. We <laughs> yeah, got them. Roles, you know? And we did. We ended up getting those yeah. roles, so which was really cool. <laughs> so but nice. uh, after that, it, it just felt like I didn't want to go to a place where I felt like an other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, finding Bindle Stiff, I, I found it through. Uh, an art class, um, arts in the community class over at San Francisco State. And ever since then, it just it felt like home to oh. me. And uh, Thomas came about there maybe a year or so later. And um, and the rest is pretty much history. Thomas, why did why did you want to join? <laughs> uh, because I thought it was something cool to do <laughs> with my time. Uh, yeah, it was kind of uh, directionless uh, after high school. And uh, Bindle Stiff really introduced me to this this cool community of um, not only like artists, but Filipino artists, people mm -hmm. who look like me. Um, and it was very powerful to see someone uh, who had a similar background to myself uh, go on and achieve really awesome stuff. Like um, some, of, some of our resident artists have, have gone on to work for cool companies and mm -hmm. uh, you know, has really just achieve a lot of cool stuff in, in terms of uh, art. Yeah, it's nice to always find a source of inspiration from within your own community. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and these are folks, and, and for the record, I know, like, I came in there as kind of a theater guy, but to, to go, the very first show that I went to at Bindle Stiff Studio was actually a hip-hop show. Okay. And so to see, you know, um, Filipino and Philam hip-hop artists one night and then the next week it's like a metal show and then the yeah. week after that it's this stand-up comedy, stand -up comedy. Yeah, and then so you no matter what kind of your discipline is or kind of what you're into you can find a spot to or a show to watch hmm. with people who look just like you and yeah. i think for anyone in a community where they feel like they might be invisible it's just the perfect place mm -hmm. and the cool thing about that is there's a lot of cross-pollination yeah so you might get a rapper uh who'll come in and do stuff for bindle stiff but will stay for you know the acting mm -hmm. and all of a sudden oh you know you have this uh person with a musical rap background mm -hmm. uh, now doing theater and that combination is, is super cool and you get a lot of those cool stuff that makes sense i mean uh, like i always worry about that as a kid is like getting to other things because like you said trying to find your lane like you don't want to spread yourself so thin and not just find your identity you're like all right let me just pick something and try to be really dope at it or right. meet the right people because i don't know if i'm going to fit in to begin with so mm -hmm. to be able to see them say like oh no like you can be in a multiple things i'm sure yeah, that would that would have been huge to see as a kid uh, what was the first um production or like thing you worked on when you got into bindle stiff if you can remember back that far. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Starting to forget. <laughs> Starting to kick in this age. No. Um, well, the, the first show that Thomas and I both did, it was actually the sequel to a show that I had done the year previously. Uh, it was called The Fob Show. And it was a really cool interdisciplinary show with, with sketch comedy and music mm. and poetry all about 
the the fob experience and kind of taking back the word because i think growing up as filipinos uh here at least in the bay area Mm -hmm. it was very easy to fall into the trap of of kind of exiling fobs and saying Mm -hmm. oh you ain't american you're just a fob listen to your accent and Mm -hmm. all that stuff well this show uh produced by the very talented and, and just amazing uh duo of uh, Ryan Morales and Dino Ignacio, those two, they basically, like I said, took the word back and made people feel proud, you know, proud to, to be mobs. Yeah. And uh, Thomas and I, for to, for us, you know, as young as we were to go there, uh, growing up the way we did, it was just such an eye-opening experience to take like our parents to a show mm-hmm. where their experience was not only validated, but appreciated. Celebrated. Mm-hmm. Celebrated, yeah. absolutely. So seeing that, I mean, it just let me know right there that this place was special. And mm-hmm. and and Thomas, like as as young as we were, like, do you remember thinking to yourself, like, I could probably be here for a minute? Yeah, know? yeah, nice. I felt right at home. Yeah, and um, I I was really energized by by all the other cool artists who were there. I really look up to basically all those people. Mm-hmm. And for all of you who who may not know, FOB stands for Fresh Off the Boat. <laughs> it's a derogatory term. Uh, for any any person who may uh, be fresh from uh, abroad. Well, you mm-hmm. know what? I think what Mark said about taking it back has actually been happening in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know, there mm-hmm. is a TV show yeah. called Fresh Off the Boat about well, the Asian American experience. Mm-hmm. Well, remember, this was 2007. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, was, that's almost like 10 years before yeah, that TV show. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Man, it's just honestly like, and it's just a quick aside, but it's it's been really cool over the last decade or so. Uh, seeing like kids be able to speak Tagalog freely in public mm-hmm. without fear of being made fun of. Because yeah. I definitely didn't see that growing up in Daly City of all places. Yeah, which exactly. If you've <laughs> never been, going to be, exactly. audience listening out there, if you've never been to Daly City, just imagine, uh, hey, I want to go to the Philippines, but don't have the money to go to the Philippines. <laughs> exactly. Go to Daly City on a hot day and squint. It's basically the it same is, thing. Yeah, right? Go to Ceremony Center. Exactly. Yep. So, so to hear, you know, kids openly speak Tagalog is kind of cool. And then to see Filipino American kids envious that they mm-hmm. can't speak Tagalog, that was not a thing yeah. growing up. So it's it's been really cool seeing the culture change and, true, and places like Bindlestiff mm-hmm. have actually, you know, been a huge part of that, I think. Oh, yeah, man. All we had for a long time was fucking Rufio, man. Oh, hey, yeah. we still have Rufio. Rufio. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? Yeah, dude. You'd see, yeah. Thinking about it, who do we have growing up? Rob Schneider. Yeah, we you know, know, yeah. have uh, <laughs> fucking Lou Diamond Phillips and he's La Bamba. He's on La Bamba. He even played knows everything exactly. but a Filipino. Exactly. Like, come on, bro. You yeah, gotta represent for us, man. Uh, and now, re- and most recently, you know, we've got our Bruno Mars. We've oh, got yeah. we've got Dave Batista. Yep. We've got, um, well, depending on how religious you are, Pacquiao. I guess. Yeah. I don't know, man. Some people yeah, jumped yeah. off right quick yeah. when he started talking about it. You know, uh, yeah, but yeah, but we made tries for sure. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I was going to ask too. You said before you even um, started going to Bindlestiff, you already had like the theater background. Mm-hmm. Um, I would assume that. It, it's easier for them to kind of like uh, tap into different things with you when they come from those experiences rather than like even if you have, say, another teacher from before who is inclusive, they never didn't grow up like you. It's just hard for them to find a thing like to connect, you know, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. That just seemed like it might have been a little easier for you guys, you know, having the. To some extent, those skills like the acting skills, uh, mm-hmm. directing, those are universal. But what really made us feel like home were. Um, the little touches of Filipino, like okay. let's say, for example, um, we're we're just chilling before a rehearsal, and you know, like you'll be eating rice and ulam. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, um, or you know, uh, <laughs> lumpia or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it it just 
Is Everyone reminders, little, <laughs> huh? subtle, little subtle reminders. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little subtle reminders that everyone here is Filipino. Um, and uh, something that something very simple that really blew me away really early on was uh, listening to uh, two of our, our mentors, actually, uh, the guys who created the FOB show, talk about Star Wars in Tagalog. Mm. But like having like a legit conversation because mm-hmm. I I just I'd grown up uh, listening to my parents talk about Star Wars and mm. when they do it's not very it's not an in depth conversation like gotcha. oh you like Darth Vader you know it's like yeah it's not very <laughs> it's not that deep but like these guys were going at it like mm-hmm. they they really they they knew the lore um and uh, they were discussing like like philosophy mm-hmm. like yeah. each side that's that that stuff blew me away okay sick yeah. You're like really, it's not that different after all, you know. Just another, yeah, another person geeking <laughs> yeah. out from, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. geeking out in Tagalog. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of geeking out in in Star Wars, it's nice to see like these diverse casts in Star Wars movies now. Like back in the day, it was like all white and a Wookiee, you know, and then <laughs> now now it's like everybody's in in Star Wars now. Yeah, thankfully. I mean, like. Were they just hiding all the Asian people <laughs> 30 years ago? Yeah, sure. I yes. think that's what they were doing <laughs> yeah, um, in the universe of Star Wars. Well, it's, it's funny you mention that because um, so Game of Thrones, which is, you know, obviously a big deal and mm-hmm. everything. Uh, th- after this season ends, um, they're going to be moving forward with uh, with some uh, spinoffs. Uh, and a lot of them are going to be prequels, mm-hmm. if not all of them. Mm-hmm. And... I was looking at the casting for some of these shows and they are really going hard on the whole minority thing. And there's, there's, they're having like a ton <laughs> of casting yeah. for, yeah, for, for, for Asian yeah. people. And um, on the, this other podcast that I, I do, my, my buddy was asking me, cause he's from the UK. So all he knows are just white actors for the most part. <laughs> he's just like, Mark, what is it like for you to maybe see an Asian person or Asian folks in Game yeah. of Thrones or in that world? And I said, well, it's a good and a bad thing. Cause it's great. Cause it means it's more work for people that look like me mm-hmm. and, and my family. On the other hand, it tells me, about Game of Thrones, the proper series, where did we all go? Yeah, <laughs> like, did we, yeah this is going to be a sad ending to this. Exactly. I don't know where this is going. Exactly. It's like, is there another like land maybe where everyone, there isn't drama and yeah. they're all like and cool with each other yeah. and that's where we all went? Like, I don't know, man. But the diversity in Star Wars, obviously, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing to see and I'm glad that, you know, for the most part, people are embracing it. Some folks on the internet, not so much, but yeah. you got haters everywhere, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool to see more Filipino or Filipino but, uh, Asian superheroes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah that, is there one in the MCU? They just announced that they're going to be making a Shang Chi movie, uh, directed by a gentleman who is a native Hawaiian, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, and um, and I'm just like, sweet, uh, you know, Shang Chi, because we did Iron Fist, and then didn't exactly work out the way that we did. <laughs> I was like, mm, the great martial artist is the dude from Game of Thrones. Is that why all of the Asians are gone from Westeros? Yep. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, to, to get a guy like Shang Chi up in there is is cool. And yeah, it'll be a martial arts movie, but hopefully, it's going to have a little more sensibility and, and cleverness, you know, yeah. to it. And yeah, it's hopefully. not just not just punching and fighting dragons, yeah. bro. So no, but. There's nothing wrong with punching and fighting dragons. No, no absolutely no, not. not at all. So uh, you guys got a show coming up, right? Geek Show, third installment? Yes, uh, this is our third Geek Show, uh, Geek Show Game Night. Um, this show is going to be all about uh, how how games affect us, um, how games can develop the kind of people we are. Is yeah. this video games, board games? All kinds of games. Everything. All the games. Sir. Um we, we kind of when we came up with the idea for for this particular show's theme, 
Uh, we wanted to make sure that we came at it somewhat from an, an adult and grown-up perspective. Okay. And so there are a couple of quotes <laughs> that Thomas and I sort of milled over when we were coming up with this idea, and one of which uh, is, I think, George Bernard Shaw, but he says something along the lines of, um, you don't stop playing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop playing, hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, there's another quote, and I want to say it's Aristotle who says, you know, you learn more about a person from one hour of play than you do a year of conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think gaming and just just the the atmosphere that sort of games create, it's still prevalent in our lives, whether we want to admit mm -hmm. it or not. And um, sort of talking about gaming as grownups now, I mean, we're very lucky because the Geek Show troupe, uh, and that's the thing, we're kind of an in-house kind of group okay. within Bindlestip. Um, all of us are gamers and I kind of get freaked out when I meet people who don't game, <laughs> you know, who, like if someone says, ah, I don't really mess with, you know, cards against humanity or video games or Dungeons what, and Dragons. So and what I, do you do? Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you spend your time. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I watch sports. And I'm like, me too. But yeah. come yeah. on, man. You tell me you, won't, you don't roll dice. You don't roll dice, yeah. bro. You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, so we're we're definitely happy to to do uh, this show and, and kind of put a focus on it. Um, last year's Geek Show, uh, Geek Show Two BindleCon had a bit of a theme. Mm -hmm. Thomas, if you wanted to, to go into that, oh yeah, uh, last year's show was all about being in a convention. It's as if okay. you, uh, well, we we wrote the show as if like you could take the roof off of a convention and okay. look at all the little the rooms, you know, mm -hmm. Sim style, gotcha. and just like see what's going on. And uh, that was a real fun fun one to write. Um, but we ran into some unforeseen problems in the in the writing process. We wrote all these all these pieces, all these all these uh, situations that we wanted to get on paper, get on stage. Mm -hmm. But we didn't realize that, you know what, uh, this this uh, story it happens at a certain time of day, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, if we're if we are uh, showing this uh, this story sequentially, everything is going to happen at kind of at specific times mm -hmm. and, uh, and if different characters are crossing over from one piece uh, to another yeah, uh -huh. because it. that's the thing like we wanted to create this world like there's yes. a character that you meet in the very first piece who shows up in the very next piece but there's another character from the first piece that shows up like in the second half mm. of the show so obviously you it, it makes things a little harder i mean it worked out in the uh, very well at the end which we're very thankful for uh <laughs> but with this third show we wanted to take it back to maybe what the original geek show was like in terms of just free reign let's talk about subjects and um because uh, that the thing about the geek show it's 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 a love letter to geek culture okay. but also a critique where there needs to be because mm -hmm. as nerdy and innocent as nerds and geeks can be <laughs> i mean you're laughing already we talked about them on the internet some of these geeks got them you know thumb thuggers out there they, they got them twitter <laughs> yeah. figures ready to go very true and sometimes they're wrong a lot yeah. of times they're wrong actually yeah. so so it's nice to be able to not only celebrate what we love but call out you know the the man. bs when we see it yeah because yeah. you don't want to be associated with that oh stuff. man yeah. i got it like this whole captain marvel thing alone like mm -hmm. I don't, have y'all seen captain marvel i just watched it yesterday yeah. okay i enjoyed yeah. it a lot mm -hmm. captain marvel was was really fun but to hear that this you know brigade of of you know nerds out there who are like I don't like this movie because it's promoting some social justice propaganda, blah blah yeah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. it's like, what are you? That's what did, she was did doing. We watch this the same before. movie. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I was just having a good time, uh, you know. Yeah, it was like, just fun. Yeah, just watch, watch I, it. For I don't think it there is. was yeah. any like underlying message that mm -hmm. they were trying to convey. You know, it's just like, hey. 
and, and think about it this way too i mean like so what so yeah. what if it is yeah the way that they're coming at it they're almost saying like you know marvel doesn't you know i want marvel to make the movies uh, that i want them to make and they are making the movies yeah. that you want them to make <laughs> yeah. just because this one you don't like yeah, exactly. you know you don't have to watch it yeah you know and, and it's like we'll go write a better one then you know what i'm saying like you. if you the one yeah if you could do it then do it there's a reason why it flows the way it does yeah well these were the same folks that tried to take down black panther and we saw yeah, how that turned out exactly. it's like i mean the oscar isn't black panther nominee? the yeah. most successful one of the mcu like uh, the most successful movie so. of the singular superheroes especially in his debut absolutely without yeah. a doubt I thought, so I, thought it it out, I thought it beat out uh event was it avengers oh wait i think was it the original avengers that is still so. the, the well, highest it's a superhero movie that won oscars yeah, yeah. Dude, that's that's so red. Mm-hmm. That's so mm-hmm. cool that superhero movies have been elevated now that they're, it, yeah. they're achieving these things. It's great. You know, I really loved it just for shining that light on Oakland. You know, we don't Thank get a lot you. of yeah, a really lot of love out here, but that it was a beautiful. Yeah, that was my favorite part of the movie. Just them flying into yeah. Oakland at the end, or you know, it's like all right, that's. Good. Can you imagine being there? Um, at, and like opening night or something in Oakland, watching yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard, whole uh, I heard going, from friends hey, like that, that did get, attend in Oakland and Alameda, and like Man, in that opening crazy. scene, it just becomes a party in theater. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Ryan Coogler, the director, is, yeah, is yeah. Oakland, Oakland, yeah. Yeah. himself. It was a little bit of a de- deflating though to hear that the Oakland scenes were shot in like Atlanta. Yeah, I was trying to recognize that apartment building. Like, is that in like Merritt? Like yeah, you're sitting there, and you're, but, but, this, where you but this message was there. Yeah. You know what I mean. So that that was really cool, and yeah. I'm, I'm glad that he's like, uh, all right, well, I don't care where you show, as long as it's called Oakland, that's yeah. fine. He's like, don't worry, you. we'll play some Mac during the background. Yeah, we'll be fine. Exactly, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. So so yeah. So bring it back a little bit because this is what happens with mm-hmm. us, right? Uh, doing a show like like the Geek Show Game Night, we just want people who feel like they should be ashamed for liking what they like to feel confident and feel seen feel appreciated yeah. because if we've got a platform because there are a lot of things at Bindle stiff we can get very political and very um uh, what's it called um progressive about what we do mm-hmm. i mean thomas and i when or when thomas came up with the idea for this show god that was like what 10 years ago it's 10 years ago yeah and yeah. what was sort of the the thing behind that um well there weren't a lot of nerdy shows back and as simple mm-hmm. as that uh and that there are plenty of them now, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now that the theater scene has evolved and uh, nerds are nerd culture. Yeah, is, nerd culture yeah. is mainstream. Yeah. But back then it wasn't. Right? Yeah. And uh, uh, Mark and I had all these stories in our head, all these all these uh, things that we wanted to convey to people like us or people unlike us, so they could understand. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, there there was no outlet for it. And unfortunately, it took us 10 years to get off yeah, our ass. Sometimes those ideas just yeah. have to brew for a while. You know what it was? Yeah. We didn't have the confidence to do it. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, I'm sure uh, we could have learned the soft skills, uh, you know, how to schedule a thing, mm-hmm. how to um, how to work with creative people, how to be sensitive and all that. We could have mm-hmm. learned that. But what it really took was just uh, maturity yeah. and um, yeah. just believing that it was possible and that um, if everything goes wrong, it's okay. Well, I'm yeah. sure just being at the theater around all these people, uh, just acting in other shows, not mm-hmm. necessarily producing one, all that stuff like adds up and it's going to only make your, your product better at the end of the day. Yeah, right. absolutely. When you, when you work with someone who does their job really well, like a really good producer, um, for certain, you know, we, we take notes in the back of our head like, oh, I really like the way this was organized. I'm going to do it for my show. Right. Um, shout out to Chuck Laxon and Raph Lim for uh, <laughs> believing in us enough to take over 
uh, their show called The Love Edition. It's sort of like our yearly uh, kind of love and heartbreak and all the stories in between mm. kind of show we do okay. it in february we just finished up at Stiff obviously a month or so ago mm-hmm. and um i think this was the 2016 edition had mm-hmm. to have been and they said mark thomas you guys are producing wasn't even a question we signed you up and when we <laughs> when we asked uh specifically chuck why he wanted us to do it he said because if you do this you have no excuse to not do yeah. geek show anymore so that mm. definitely gave us um you know the confidence knowing that people in these shows, whether they were new or old at Bindle Stiff, mm-hmm. were listening to us and taking cues from us was really helpful and, and good for our confidence. Mm-hmm. I mean, speaking personally, like I got circumcised that year, so that was dope. No. <laughs> but finally, no, just... <laughs> you did it, dude. Congrats on that. Thomas, you did it for me. But it was it was just cool to be able to have somebody you respect say, Hey, dude, we believe in you so much that we're yeah. going to give you a kick in the ass so that you believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just wanted to. Thank, and it was a kick in the ass. Producing that show was <laughs> one of the scariest things we'd ever done <laughs> up to that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a there's a uh, something I like to say about producing. Uh, if the show is good, there are a lot of questions you can ask. Like, oh, you know, there who, who acted in it? Mm-hmm. Who directed? You know, who uh, who did the effects? But if it's a bad show, there's only one question. Who's a producer? <laughs> Who produced this? <laughs> yeah. and whose fault is this? Mm-hmm. I never heard that before. Yeah. That's and, and it really is true. Yeah, uh, uh, like yeah. the the entire show is a producer's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It happened on their watch, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, like you put that person in that place. You put yeah. that person in that place. Oh, you ask them to come in. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's your fault that. Uh, you didn't have enough time to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's a tough gig. Um, and I think uh, doing something like this, you you kind of have to be ready uh, for one of the worst situations possible where you fuck up and you have to get everyone in the same room together to tell them that you fucked up. Mm. I had to do that once. Wow. And that was for the love edition. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I, it feels like now that I've done it, like it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, the 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 pain and the humiliation of that situation is, is past, and uh, I can just like exhale. If it happens mm-hmm. again. I mean, I hope it, it. I hope it yeah, doesn't. Let's just say that. Like, Dude, right we got three weeks before the show, man. Please do not jinx us right now. I'll be fine. Yeah, we'll Don't be worry good, about it. man. We've we've gone through some craziness. I mean, and, and the Geek Show, while obviously it's a labor of love for us, I mean, Thomas over here has gone on to produce like some of his own stuff, mm-hmm. and um, I mean that stuff's just been amazing. So I've been very lucky to have him sort of in the captain seat. I very much hands in the air readily admit he, I am the Gilligan to his skipper, right? Oh. And it's true, man. Dude, I. <laughs> <laughs> barely answer emails let alone like schedule people to rehearse and stuff i just you know so so, so uh you know for for thomas to do what he's doing right now i've just been very thankful because nice. we we are in the third show right now the first show was such a gamble for us <laughs> and i remember yeah. like when we even got the green light to do it we were like we don't even have a group we don't even yeah. have a cast no. so we honestly what like what did we think was well, gonna well, happen here's with the thing us? uh geek show one uh the reason that we came up with a geek show at all is because we had been in the fob show and mark mm. and i had been inspired by by our mentors that that we could get a bunch of creative people together have them create generate content all mm-hmm. of us as a community generate content put it up and it'll be a good show and it'll be a great experience for everyone um, and so we had that blueprint in the back of our minds, but there, it had been 10 years since we were part of that mm-hmm. show. And we wanted to use the same structure for Geek Show. But when it was time to actually do it, we realized that we, we had this blueprint, the blueprint was wrong. 
<laughs> right? we, we had a vague idea about how to get things done. We didn't know how to do it. And not just that, but we didn't have the people. You yeah, know, we, like, didn't have the people. we were convinced. <laughs> see, we were very lucky to be the kids in in the FOB show because we didn't get to see like mm, what it took to amass. Make it, yeah, it looks yeah. smart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Because yeah. when we were there, we were like, dude, I think it's going to be us, our girlfriends. And then like <laughs> 30 guys were going to hate Black Panther and Captain Marvel when it comes out. Like, honestly, that's what we thought. Oh, yeah. yeah. How oh. wrong we were. Mm. And I'm so thankful. And the cool thing is that a good majority of them had never even been on stage wow. before. That's so, cool. so not only to have seen them, like, one, they trusted us. Yeah. Foolishly, they trusted <laughs> us, right? But secondly, they they trusted us and they believed in us, which mm -hmm. could, because when we pitched them on it, you know, some of them had never um, had never been on stage, as I mentioned, but others had never performed. Period. Yeah. And when you have a situation like that you have somebody's like artistic future mm -hmm. in your hands. And if you give them bad material yes. to work with, you might've just completely mm -hmm. destroyed any chance they have of doing anything else. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, um, you know, Thomas had some in with some really cool folks who, who came in and understood we were in dire need and they came through in just the most beautiful, positive and most heartwarming way, mm -hmm. you know, because these are folks who went from, I can't even talk to people like face to face yeah. in real life to I'm delivering this monologue in front of in like a hundred people. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, you know, I think it's just validation for your idea that they believed in it enough yeah. to present themselves and represent that idea on stage in front of people. It's something that they sounds like they wanted to yeah, like they bought out, into the vision, you know, you know like yeah. as corny as that sounds but yeah like you put it in a way that they're like all right i get it yeah, yeah got I, him up there i think uh the idea for a show like this that i mean obviously i think it's pretty cool mm -hmm. and it, it really was validating to get people on board um uh, honestly though i think um a lot of it is how well mark here really sells an idea i think i think uh mark's superpower is to get people pumped for something yeah and get people like prepped and ready mm -hmm. and uh, i think that that has helped tremendously with, uh, with the selling part hey hey man <laughs> dude you get circumcised and just shit just changes your oh, world yeah. changes bro yeah, no um <laughs> uh, <laughs> the fact of the matter is is that like when you see geeks because we're you know we're all geeks here in this mm -hmm. room yeah. geeky about something and that's yeah. something yeah. i wanted yes. to make sure people knew it's not going to be an us versus them it's yes. all an us yes. we just need people to know that they're part of us whether mm -hmm. they think it or not and the coolest thing about this show was was looking at a lot of these people who had never performed before and seeing like oh you you have so much potential like you are so funny mm -hmm. but until you get comfortable with folks you would never show that side yeah. mm -hmm. so i'm like not only are we gonna have that side come out but we're gonna make you want to show that side mm -hmm. come out and uh and i don't know i just feel like we've been very blessed with the people that we got because whether they were you know related to us or we work with them mm -hmm. or you know um we were involved in other shows and only spoke briefly just the fact that they could could come in see the material they were uh, that we had them do and them go i get this and i know yeah. people who would get this mm -hmm. as well that was really validating for us because we thought are we just going to sit here and just make jokes that only yeah, we would get, get yeah and because that's that's the pitfall right yeah. you never mm -hmm. want to be that guy who's just basically jerking off on stage and yeah. saying listen to my story you don't get it because you're not suffering like yeah. i am uh with this show one of the things that we mentioned very early on in the writing process is messages and not references mm -hmm. it'd be very easy 
for for Thomas and I to come up with something or with pieces, whether they're sketches or monologues or what have you, um, and just fill it with just references that only mm-hmm. a certain number of people could get. It wasn't about that. It was using these references and using these things that we love to tell a universal message mm-hmm. so that even if you didn't know Resident Evil 2, which, by the way, if you don't, something's wrong <laughs> with you. doing with your life? <laughs> exactly. But Thomas here wrote one of the most, like, heartwarming monologues. Oh. Dude, it was... <laughs> can you let right. me say good things about you, Thomas? No, It never it. happens, so let me do this. So Thomas wrote this um, piece called um, uh, Resident Evil... Uh, two with Lolo. I think that's what is that was uh, for, for all of you who don't know I, I remember home, that piece. Uh, yeah. Lolo means grandpa in yeah. Tagalog. And Thomas went on to describe, and I'm not going to take the shine because this is your story, but he tells this story about his relationship with his grandfather and how it's how it's all related or centralized around not just video games but mm-hmm. resident evil 2 <laughs> yeah and he made it it's like this zombie uh, horror um, game yeah and here, here's a here's a quick uh, rundown of it so resident evil 2 to a 10 year old boy uh in, in 1998 <laughs> it's a very scary game right yeah, like it is. uh it's very it's very difficult to, to yeah. get through and um i had never experienced anything like that before in my life like a, a scary video game where um, the the plot only progresses when I when I push forward, mm-hmm. and that was that was terrifying to me, but uh, compelling. Yeah. And my mm-hmm. my grandpa, who actually introduced it to me, wow. um, <laughs> yeah, he's pretty badass. People, he came from the Philippines with a you know with a pirated like, you think, PlayStation. You think you've seen some nice. shit. Check this yeah. out for Thomas. sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure, exactly. That's exactly what happened. And and he showed it to me, and I, I remember like sitting there in trance watching him, and then uh, uh, he literally just handed me the controller. Wow. started a new game like here there you go i know yeah. you want to do this and like I, you know i pushed it back and he was like no do it and um uh when when he was guiding me through the game you know uh you know go here pick this up um all of his little messages for me um would be like like mini life lessons that's mm-hmm. basically what it was like um i don't know um if, if anyone listening has played resident evil 2 but it starts out pretty dire you know uh immediately they make you run away from zombies in this huge car crash um and my instinct um, up to that point was just, all right, I got to shoot the zombies. But my grandpa was like, no, don't shoot the zombies. Save your ammo. Yeah. You know, you don't start mm-hmm. with very much ammo in the beginning. Didn't know that. Yeah. See, so uh, mm-hmm. so that to me as a, as a 10 year old kid, that was like, you know, um, pick your battles. Yeah. You know, save your resources. Yeah. It's wait till you get a shotgun. Wait till right? you get a shotgun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you're going to blow all, all the heads everybody off. Everybody falls crazy. victim to that pitfall, yeah. though. They they meet <laughs> instinctually, oh, shit, I got to oh, kill shit. these zombies, exactly. you know? Exactly. But it's like, and hey, then, I only have one clip. Maybe I should. And it's run insidious, away. too, because uh, you don't realize until later that you're. At your fuck, you know, mm-hmm. like oh, I, yeah, you oh. got to die a few times before you like, <laughs> yeah, before learn, you get learn it. the right way to go. But yeah, I was I was really lucky to have that experience with my grandpa, and it, it brought us closer together, and it it, it uh, uh gave us this connection that I mm-hmm. I don't really have with anyone else. I never will, maybe. And um and I, I wrote a monologue about it on stage. Yeah, yeah. That's my awesome. my favorite line from that, if I may, Thomas, uh-huh. is how your dad or your dad, your grandpa, instilled in you the importance of green herbs. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're good for you. They're good for you uh, at an early age. That. Anyway. Remember that lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Never forget. You'll be, you'll be but these are my life. specific herbs. Don't go into my drawer and get my herbs. <laughs> Not you my green herbs. herbs. You procure your exactly. own green herbs. There's a bag over there labeled <laughs> "shake." You yeah. can take that one. That That's one. fine. Um, but yeah, you know, Thomas he wrote stuff like that, and and I think for people who who didn't know Resident Evil, who don't know video games, mm-hmm. can still relate to. Mm-hmm 
like either having a relationship with their grandparents or maybe not and and wanting something like yeah. that you know and, and maybe like finding it through a video game or something right. else that that's there where you, you find your life lesson yeah you know so um so to come up with with material like that that could not only generate like you know the the nerd squeals but also mm -hmm. the legitimate human feelings um that you know you want to evoke like it was so powerful for us because we came into that show thinking one nobody's gonna buy a ticket to this yeah. thing because it just sounds weird <laughs> who wants to go to the geek show we did but yeah. how many other people are, are like us right mm -hmm. uh two we were off the heels of another very six it was actually the love edition yeah we yeah. were off the heels of the love edition and we were like oh crap in yeah. fact we we went to see the love edition and remember we looked at the stage in the theater how it was set up and we went Oh no! Well, now, yeah. now people might be confused. Uh, I know that we we said that we were the producers of the Love Edition 2016. Uh, that that project was passed on to a different pair of producers in 2017, so that we could do Geek Show. Got it. Right. Mm -hmm. And when we'd seen what they'd done with it, like, we were just oh. so impressed. Like, oh, we are really fucked. Like, uh, <laughs> like we got to step our game up. Yeah. 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 It it uh, it it brought the fear of God in yeah. me. Like, oh God, this is. It's for real. Like uh, we're up next. We got to follow this show, and and we don't yeah, we don't you, have all this. Like you yeah. can only get circumcised so many times yeah. before you lose <laughs> that superpower. You know exactly, I mean? <laughs> exactly. But I, I'm really proud of what we what we did end up accomplishing because everything that ended up on the Geek Show stage was something we wanted to say, mm -hmm. and it was a it was a genuine message. I think something you touched on earlier, which is huge, is that you said like we all geek on something, you know, like mm -hmm. it might not be that thing. Like now I love to collect sneakers, but the first thing I collected were comics, toys, you know, like mm -hmm. it came from that, you know, and finding like those little details about things like the coolest thing isn't usually the most popular in like or collectible either. It's like that that one off thing or, you know, and it's like. I just never understood people that made fun of like Comic Con or whatever. It's like you dress up in this; it's the same thing. Like you yeah. just might, yeah, it might not wear, be a comic. You wear base, a sports but, jersey and you go yeah. cheer for a bunch of guys. Yeah, you paint on your field. face, bro. It's the yeah. same thing. Yeah, exactly. And but yeah, it's good that yeah. And then I think also too, when you have the outlet, it shows people like, man, I could I'm I could be proud to be like excited about going to see something like that. You know, so mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, um, there's there's a lot of humanity and and common ground that you can find in geek culture, but I think. For the long, for longest time, you hear like nerd or geek or dweeb and you feel like I don't want to be that. Yeah. And it's just so weird for us now to like people look at you weird if you're not geeky about yeah. something. Yeah. I mean, the mm -hmm. Marvel movies right now are like seven out of the top 10 highest yeah. grossing oh, movies yeah. in the U.S. That, that's <laughs> mm -hmm. insane. And now with Endgame coming out like in, in a month and some change, it's like this is probably the biggest cinematic event yeah. since the last Avengers mm -hmm. movie, which came out <laughs> just wait. last May. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah and then now you're embarrassed. If you haven't seen that movie, you don't want to even say nothing that you haven't seen. <laughs> oh, yeah, if you don't know the background of this yeah. person's this hero's story. You're like, oh, my God, now I'm the yeah. outsider. Like, seriously. Yeah. So like, well, 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 the tables <laughs> so, have turned. Right. <laughs> but, but see, here's the thing. Like the, the one thing we definitely wanted to not come across as were mm -hmm. gatekeepers. Yeah. We, we actually had an entire piece about gatekeeping mm -hmm. and using the, the very literal act of gatekeeping to show people like how how shitty this thing is. Right. Just because someone might not know something doesn't mean you're better than them. It just means it gives you a chance to show them something and share it with them, something you mm -hmm. love. And hopefully maybe they'll they'll yeah. love it, too. Um, and and with that first show, we just wanted to get as many messages out there as possible about our culture, about, you know, that we can show that we're strong, but we can also, you know, fuck up as well. Um, yeah. we, we had pieces on like the, the gatekeeping and we had pieces on bullying. We had pieces mm -hmm. on, um, you know, uh, relationships and stuff like that all through this geeky lens. Mm -hmm. And after that show. 
like we were kind of like the indie darling. Like yeah. we just did Love Edition, <laughs> which was dope, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we did Geek Show, and it was like, you know, we we were making some noise. Some yeah. nerds came on. They're like, man, the writing and the acting in this was really cool. And I was Sick. like, oh yeah, we got some really good people on mm-hmm. it. So when the next year came along to do the second one, they gave us like I think were we the first show of the year? We were the first show of the year. Nice. Yeah, yeah, so they didn't do Love Edition in 2018. So mm. guess what was next? Geek Show. Sick. And we, so we went from Ant Man to Avengers. And it was like, <laughs> oh boy, yeah. I don't know what we're going to do here. And so 2018 was a really good year for us. Um, yeah. Lily Janik, Janik, I'm butchering it, uh, from uh, the San Francisco Chronicle came out to review us and she gave wow. us a pretty good review. Nice. Um, uh, the equivalent of uh, four out of five stars. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was really cool. Like our. our image was on the newspaper that was surreal. front page yeah, that was really cool Pretty as someone cool. who you know grew up reading the chronicle to yeah. see you know me dressed up as Negan from the Walking Dead like with Thomas <laughs> front center yeah, yeah. Like, it, was, it was pretty cool and and yeah. to, to see somebody you know like a critic who could be very tough you know if mm-hmm. they wanted to look at our show uh, and go I get it yeah I see what I and even if she wasn't like a huge geek herself yeah. there was a line that she mentioned about you know if if being a geek is like half as fun as how these folks yeah, do it, then, then please, yeah. you, you should you know do it. You should check mm-hmm. out the show or just be a geek yourself. Yeah, so that was definitely really cool. Um, man, that was a good year. Yeah, yeah. you should have quit. Should've I can quit say from, your head, bro. <laughs> <laughs> from firsthand experience, I, I, I went to both of those geek yeah, shows and I, I noticed a pretty big leap in the production quality in the second one. I really like what you guys did with like the interactive like floor map of the. Uh, of the, the convention, convention. Yeah, yeah it was a really cool touch you know little details like that go a long way yeah. well for game night we're definitely playing with a lot more in terms of uh presentation because uh, we you know we'd love to do sketch we love to do scripted drama but there's some stuff that we're doing for this next show that is a little different than stuff we've done before so i uh, don't want to spoil a whole lot but you're, there's definitely going to be more of a visual element in this nice. and not just funny people in funny situations mm-hmm. um in case you were ever like, I want to hear four geeks rap, you're going to see that. <laughs> and <Yeah>. it's dope, <laughs> man. Like yeah. some, I heard some of the MCs yeah. going and I nice. went, she, did she really put the Konami code in that bar right there? <laughs> so sick. Shout out to Lindsay Ordestra out there. Dope. You know, oh, shit. so Lindsay used the Konami code? She, right, she mentioned the Konami code, man. <laughs> like, I, it's just, we're going to have some really cool stuff. So if you like the sketch comedy stuff, we're definitely doing that. Uh, if you wanted to see what else we're capable of, you will definitely see more of that as mm. well. So, uh, but yeah, thanks for checking the you know the show out, man. Yeah, of course, we, uh, man. It gets really thanks crazy for us, and, and um, it's awesome to have to you know awesome to have support. So yeah, support quality all day. Yeah, definitely. Um, is there? I mean, obviously now you're on your third one, right, of the Geek Show. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, the production you can already see the difference. Even with the themes being different, like how hard is? It? Like you said, you had a great year last year. You know, like when you are trying to raise that bar, like. Is there a, kind of a game plan you have going into it approaching or has it been a different approach for each show or? Um, we didn't expect to receive as much success as we did last year, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, I think it's more of a, I don't want to say it's more of the same, but we want to, we just want to go back to uh, the formula that we know and um, make everything even better, uh, make the writing more solid. Um, have a have a better idea of what the stage is going to look like because um, when you're putting all this all this stuff together for a show, there's a lot of moving parts, mm-hmm. right? And um, and now that we know what to expect out after doing this twice, um, it's it's sort of like 
it's sort of like uh, if you're if, if all you do in your life is make pizza, right? Um, one way to test yourself is to make the best cheese pizza. Mm-hmm. It's not complicated, right? It doesn't it doesn't have a lot of parts, but that will that will demonstrate your mastery. Mm-hmm. And I think um, with something like a theater show, same thing. It doesn't need a lot of stuff technically. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't need to be expensive or 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 you know overly flashy. You can make incredible theater with with a few materials. And mm-hmm. I, I guess that personally, that's what that's what I try to go back to. So I, I don't really think about yeah. making things bigger mm-hmm. or you know like upping the level or whatever. Gotcha. I'm just trying to make the uh, the fundamentals better, as mm-hmm. good as they can be. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the same thing happened with Jordan Peele. It takes a, a smaller budget. He was offered a budget of like what, like a hundred million for for us, but mm-hmm. he's just like, nah, give me twenty. Yeah, like I'll retain creative control. You know, like, right? Is it, when you can see all the moving parts and when you can control the moving parts, you can control the quality of the production. One hundred percent. Um, you know. <laughs> Essentially, I'm. What was what's my role, Thomas? Um, uh, I would say uh, uh, chief creative director. If sure. you wanted to, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. say that. Just the guy who goes, I don't know, bro. Like, I, script, I don't know about this one. Uh, but you were you were asking like you know you you touch on different subjects from show to show. Mm-hmm. Does it you know is it we're trying to top and in a kind of in a way we're cheating and this mm-hmm. is what I mean. We're not going to do another convention themed yes. show. Yes. So we're not going to beat it. Yep. <laughs> but we also that. can't yep. be worse. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. True. So what we can do, though, as, as Tom has mentioned, is, is take the fundamentals and hopefully those are better so that whatever we topic we want to tackle, we can do the best version of that. So for so to do this game uh, night kind of uh, show where everything is themed about games, we are going to do the best version of, of that that uh, as possible. And not necessarily look back at past stuff and go, can we do better than mm-hmm. that? Because they're different things, right? Because yeah, yeah. if, if you're writing, if you're a musician and you are a rock musician and then your next album you want to do jazz, yeah. well, how do you really compare mm-hmm. those two things, right? You just know how much effort you put in. You know how mm-hmm. much work you put in. And I think that's sort of what the real comparison is going to be Good. from show gotcha, to show. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And I think when you try too hard to cre- recreate the same vibe, mm, like yeah, yeah. something that you previously did, it's not going to go <laughs> how you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's been evident in a, a lot of like uh, what was it? a lot of comedies, uh, Dumb and Dumber. They try yeah, to come back to, too much. Yeah. You know, after like how many years off, you're like you're not going to be able to tap into that same well, energy. Like, like you, they didn't even know what they had, you know. Yeah, right, I mean, right, comedy is right, different. Right. Like people want different things out of yeah. movies na- 20 years later than what was the standard back then or what was innovative, whatever back then. too. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, Mike Myers. Right. Mm-hmm. So he hit it big in the 90s with Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. And couldn't figure out why people weren't digging the love guru because it's the same sort of idea, yeah. a wacky character mm-hmm. that Americans don't necessarily really see all the time. Yes. And just, you know, and he had stars in the movie. But yeah. at that point, American comedy, especially in the movies, had shifted more towards that Judd Apatow mm-hmm. kind of, you yeah, know, a little um, buddy, buddy, yeah, more realistic, yeah. a little more sad, a little more. Yeah. yeah you, know, you know, I mean, for real, like there's got to be a sad human. moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. To go from like Mike Myers to more like Seth Rogen stuff. Like it mm-hmm. went from from Austin Powers to 40 year old virgin. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So that's kind of the, you know, the, the landscape had evolved. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> so you guys are making a lot of noise with the, the geek show, but. I know you guys also uh, had a pretty successful run at the SF Sketchfest. Was that a geek show no, or was that um, another it, it wasn't Sketchfest. It was uh, 
Short Lived, uh, number okay. seven. So Short Lived is a yearly audience uh, voted, mm. part, uh, audience participating. Audience judged. Audience okay. judged uh, theater show, uh, the largest in the nation. So basically, mm. um, every weekend at Piano Fight Theater, uh, over the course of eight weeks, every weekend, uh, eight is it eight? No, six. Six, six uh, plays, you know, perform, and at the end of each show, uh, the audience decides um, which, in order, did they like best, mm. right? And uh, and that goes on for eight weeks, and the winner of those eight rounds do one more weekend, where mm. out of all the winners, you uh, get yeah, yeah they rank those ones up now. Okay, and we won for <laughs> for awesome. uh, uh, twenty eighteen. Um, and it was, it was a, an experience. It was rough um, yeah. uh, for a lot of reasons, uh, but it, it was probably uh, our greatest achievement up to date. I would say it, it's nice to feel that amount of success and validation with with Bindlestiff because these are your peers. Mm-hmm. It's a whole new animal when you go into not only an outside theater or outside venue Mm -hmm. but a competitive one right Mm -hmm. because we were i think we were literally the only group who didn't have a tie to piano fight the venue Mm. that this was all being done because the majority of the folks who were in this competition were other actors or maybe other producers and Mm. writers directors who Mm -hmm. have done stuff piano fight we never had we just came in fact i think you pitched it to me thomas with do you think we could win that and i was like i don't know man and i was initially against (laughs) the idea and then thomas in, in a in an interesting sort of uh, turn of events, he pumped me up. But very simply, <laughs> he just said, someone's got to win it. Why not us? And I went, bitch, that makes so much sense. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the right so, attitude to take. Right? Yeah. And so we went ahead and um, we took some of our folks from Geek Show. Uh, we we wrote this, this piece and uh, we wanted to make sure that people got the Geek Show experience, the entirety of the mm-hmm. Geek Show experience in seven to 11 minutes, wow. which is go funny, make people, you know, lull them into a false sense of security yeah. <laughs> and then hit them with a the hard stuff and then hit them with some real shit. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. And I mean, we were, I mean, and for the record, you know, a lot of the other, in fact, all of the other groups were very sweet. They were, they're very nice. And, um, but that competitive element, man, it brings something out of people. Yeah, you it, know? It's yeah. a different vibe. Absolutely. Like, uh, after you do a show at Bindle Stiff or whatever blood. your home theater mm-hmm. is, like it's chill, you know. You're with yeah. family. Um, uh, going to short lived, the atmosphere was more like an arena. Wow, you know, yeah. and, you know, you're you're <laughs> just you're waiting. Yeah, you're yeah, waiting no, in the yeah. in the gladiatorial pits, mm-hmm. and you're looking at all these other people, all these other groups, and you're thinking to yourself, "You're very talented. We're going up next and yeah. after you." You know. Um, well, especially like you can't look at the judges they're everywhere you know like it's everybody yeah, looking everywhere. you don't know yeah you can't it's i mean you can read the crowd but it's so much different when you don't know what they're thinking no and um, um and there's money on the line too it's one thing to get bragging rights yeah. or like hey you get a free you get to go to piano fight for a year and watch shows for free or whatever yeah this is like now we got money this mm-hmm. is for some people this might be like my car payment yeah my last yeah. car payment this could be oh yeah. this is the end of my student loans it was mm-hmm. 5k by the way nice yeah for us it was more like we just want to know if we could hang. Yeah. You know, and we're riding know, that 2018 wave, man. You yeah. guys are crushing it. it. It felt good, man. And just, and to win it, like the, I think, and this is going to sound strange. My favorite part of the whole process was, you know, after we won and, and we was, we were, we tried to be as, as humble and gracious as possible because you never want to go to a place and be like, uh, we just stole your mm-hmm. lunch and take this stuff. <laughs> we don't even know nobody here. We don't know nobody here. <laughs> However, 
But my disclaimer, favorite, that is a great feeling. Yes, mm. by the way. <laughs> yeah. But my favorite part of this was after we had won and we, you know, we were talking with some of the other um, the other plays and the other casts. Uh, we got the check. This big old clearance house, <sighs> yep. you know, check. Ed McMahon yep. gave it to us and stuff. Uh, Thomas took the check. And the cast, and not only was the cast, you know, with us, but the rest of the troupe came out, yeah, man. Course, and, man. you know, we rolled deep. And, um, awesome. and I'll, I'll talk about the troupe in a bit because it's very important to talk about them. But what happened was Thomas took the check and this was like minutes after we took our photos, our official photos, which, by the way, are the promotional photos for this year's short lived competition. <laughs> so you see us and our brown asses sitting there holding this, this check going Just like, about this dude, check, we're going to buy yes. so much seasick yeah. after this. <laughs> um, <sighs> Thomas took the check, looked at us and went, let's go home. And we mm. went from piano fight. Uh, which is, you know, a venue in, in um, the Tenderloin. And we walked down the street wow. to Rolling 6th deep. Street yeah. to Soma Straight down the street. with this check. That's awesome. You know, some of the residents of 6th Street being like, hey, yo, can I get some of that money? And we're like, sure, <laughs> yeah. man, we'll figure it out. You know? Yeah, yeah, come by. Um, <laughs> and that just felt really good. Yeah, because it was, a, it was a good victory walk. Yeah, there were so there were folks back at the theater because they had just done a show there and were waiting on the results. Oh, man. But didn't want to check. And then you check. just walk, yeah, and, and then, then you walk in with the check. It was a big because a check. A different show was closing out that night oh. and, the, and so the the after party was going on mm. while we were waiting for the results Damn. so uh when we got the results we could either party there pay mm-hmm. for our drinks <laughs> and, and you know be hanging with cool people the people we don't know <laughs> yeah. or we could go back home mm-hmm. where the party is at for sure yeah and that's what we did hope so have you have you guys ever considered taking this sketch formula and uh doing it in a different medium like like online or something like video production yeah we talk about it all the time Mm -hmm. Uh, we just got to get off our asses and do it (laughs) right i mean it's it's definitely something that we want to do after the show is done keep ourselves relevant Mm -hmm. after the show is done (laughs) because that's i mean the short-lived competition was how we stayed relevant Mm -hmm. after our show yeah maybe after this show we'll we'll go back into our nerd cape and figure out all right what do we got how are we getting online yeah Mm. you know because the internet is apparently a very cool place <laughs> to promote material. I heard people talking about it here the, in uh, Silicon Valley. So. The world never get big. Web, you know. Um, <laughs> but no, we, it's definitely something we'd love to explore. Uh, there was an idea for us to uh, head to L.A. to maybe do mm. some of our stuff over there for folks. Um, it didn't it didn't work out this time around, but it's definitely on the docket going forward. Um, but, you know, either doing more audio stuff or maybe uh, like... Uh, material for youtube or short film or mm-hmm. just sketches in general like you mentioned the sketch formula there's some stuff that we could very you know well do and translate from stage to screen mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's just a matter of effort, effort. <laughs> and uh, and also expertise I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah like, like framing uh, shots and yeah. stuff and like mm-hmm. knowing like choreography mm-hmm. of the production like it's, it's yeah. a little bit different absolutely you know at any given time um the uh what the Geek Show is able to put out is a sum of the skill set of everyone in the Geek Show. Mm. So currently, we don't really have a lot of people who are in, who are uh, experienced with that video. kind that kind of production. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. on that level, video anyway. equipment's mm-hmm. expensive. It's Equipment expensive. <laughs> There's a lot of time involved. There. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, being on the Editing. set of like a oh god, oh. and and being on the set of like a, a short film a few times, I sit there and I go. Ain't this thing supposed to be five minutes? Why do yeah. you take this long to do one scene? <laughs> one scene, exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's it. So it is. It is a little strange to me. But you know what? That's that kind of fear that we would have had, or anxiety that we had when we did the first show. Mm-hmm. So we really can't use that as an excuse anymore. Yeah. Um, 
All I know is that if we were to do it, and I think it's now leaning from if to a when, we at the very least, we will not be um, nervous about the people involved. Mm. We know we can do it. It's just a matter of, oh boy, now it's let's let's do the the techie stuff that we you think that we'd know how to do. We don't. You know, we got to go on YouTube and uh, learn how to do there this. Will you do how to YouTube? Go to YouTube to learn how yeah. to get on YouTube. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Well, while we're on the subject of, you know, taking it to the next level, what uh, what are some goals you guys have with the Geek Show, Bindle Stiff, or just even your own endeavors? <laughs> yeah, you, guys, you guys missed that. that you there, we we had that really awkward, awkward <laughs> They connected on something. They, 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 there was something that they don't want to tell us about. <laughs> it's more like we were both nervous because like, dude, how do you say nothing? How do we say nothing? Do it together? I'll say at least on my end, um, it would be great to elevate, and God, this sounds so corporate and unlike <laughs> us. It would be great to elevate the Geek Show brand. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, and hey, it's true, though. Man. You know, and, yeah, and yeah, everything is a brand. Get more uh, geeks out there who mm-hmm. might not otherwise be in, involved with theater to maybe try it out. I mean, really, what what the thing I'm most proud of, and, and I mentioned earlier that I wanted to talk about the troupe. Um, it's such a diverse group of people, mm-hmm. you guys. I mean, we have for for a something called the Geek Show, the troop is majority women, yeah. which is surprise, not something we planned on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's majority women. We have a very very heavy like LGBT contingent of mm-hmm. the group, so much so that in that uh, Chronicle story that we did, one of the photos was. Uh, the, just just the LGBT folks and it was just credited the Geek Show cast and I was like yeah still, yeah, that's right. still about right that's yeah. right yeah. Uh, absolutely yeah. and um, you know for all these and different ages like mm-hmm. you know Isabel was how old when like 13 14 13 wow. yeah wow. we had a 13 year old and then like our oldest was was in their uh, 40s like mm-hmm. mid 40s and for all these people and different races too like mm-hmm. from the OGs at Bindle Stiff themselves they were like this is the most diverse cast we've ever seen awesome and i'm like and all it took was a bunch of fucking nerds to talk about Mm -hmm. star wars and video (laughs) games and who knew who knew that to make america great again you just have to make america geeky again and (laughs) that's all you need to do what did you think of that huh just now bro (laughs) just now talk about branding get it on a hat uh so (laughs) um, so in regards to like um moving forward what we want to do is is just that feeling that we gave to our, our troop members, and, and obviously we love all of them, we want people to feel empowered who might not have a bindle stiff, mm. who might not see folks like us, because we're mm. we're in a very privileged, you know, part of, of the country where we can do the kind of show we want. Yeah. And no one bats an yeah, eye. It just wire. makes sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. other places. You go to other theaters, maybe even just in California, you go to other theaters, you want to pull a show like this. They're like, <laughs> no, yeah. that ain't bringing in anything. We're doing Hamlet again, though. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> go audition. <laughs> bye bye, Birdie. It's coming back. Yo. Uh, so for us to be able to do this, what yeah. we want to do is just let people know out there look, if you want to do a show where you can feel empowered and validated, you can do it. And mm-hmm. to bring it to an online sort of platform would, would I think, uh, it would be great. Uh, for just other people to see and know mm-hmm. that, um, yo, we got stuff for you. Yeah, they're out there. We're out here. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I have too much tunnel vision right now to uh, be able to answer that question, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, for certain, I want our our presence and our content to reach uh, YouTube, to reach online. Uh, 
I think that's the direction everything is headed. Yeah. It seems mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's how you get the most reach. You know, you're gonna mm-hmm. reach a much larger audience online than you can in your own community. I mean, obviously, it's really great to plant roots in your community and grow that way. Mm-hmm. But once mm-hmm. you reach a certain point, then it's it's okay to reach yeah. a little further. I think we're just we're waiting to see like how confident we can be to get to that point because I, yeah. I know we can do it. We just I think after this show, it's definitely going to be the next thing on our mind. Like, how can we bring this out to other people? Because mm-hmm. it, it'd be dope for like some kid over in Wichita, Kansas, you know, mm-hmm. that he's like uh, the, he's a white kid in Wichita who loves anime. Yeah. And he can't really talk with anybody else because they're all rewatching Varsity Blues or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. <laughs> like for this kid to be like, wait, what's the geek show? And they watch, you know, uh, our cast, maybe people that look like him talking about Naruto. And then all of a sudden, what do you mean they got podcasts? Wait, what? They got this? Mm-hmm. They got this? That would be great. So yeah. if they can't see us online or mm-hmm. uh, live, like in on stage, mm-hmm. they could see us online. On a different platform. That would be yeah. amazing. Yeah, and a lot of really great sketch shows started out online. You know, Broad City, mm-hmm. uh, what was it? The uh, Workaholics. Mm-hmm. And uh, Donald Glover, yeah, right. He started on YouTube, right, yeah, with Derek true. Comedy, Bo Burnham, heard, Bo Burnham, yeah. and I heard that they're pretty successful, right? Yeah, yeah. Some, you know, you guys might have heard successful. of them. Yeah, those guys, they, they're they're pretty cool. I hope they're doing okay wherever mm-hmm. they're at. The only thing is, these days, like people are coming like pretty hard with their with their little productions. I, I see. Have you ever got? Have you guys ever been on the app TikTok? It's kind of like the new Vine. Yeah, it's like music. Yeah, like, I see ads yeah. for it all the time. Yeah, it gives you like all these like editing tools and like young people are putting together like fully produced short form videos. And I'm just like, yeah. how much time did they spend shooting all this and cutting it together and stuff? It's mm. it's an, it's crazy. It's the kind of time they have when they don't have a day job. <laughs> it's true. Which no, we all have, about, by the way. We should have mentioned. Point. I never really yeah. thought about it that yeah. way. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. so it's impressive that what people are doing with mm-hmm. just their their phones and right. an app. So basically what you're saying is we got to go after Step these kids. Exactly. <laughs> got, next man, next yeah. time I see a seven-year-old, I'm just going to mean mug him and just you be do. like, what? Yeah. And he'll, that kid will look at me and be like, bro, why do I have a better mustache than you do? <laughs> I'm going to be like, all right, you got me there, kid. You got me. You, but got you, don't, me there. you don't have no large size check, though. No. You don't have no check. <laughs> just got to bring that with you everywhere. That's all you need. Oh, dude, I want to put it on a chain. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I can't walk, but yeah. I'll look good. Do you guys <laughs> still have that check? Absolutely. We, we yeah, do. I do, yeah. It's absolutely bindle like, stiff so now we can like, you know that's not the one that on you folks. hand to the bank right you don't just like <laughs> unfortunately it's, not, it's not no, you, gotta the, the you, have to the, you gotta go to the giant atm for that to put that in there <laughs> yeah that's right yeah so, the, you know, the, the, they don't have one they don't have one in san francisco though so like, <laughs> oh, how, how can i get an opportunity to get a yeah i don't really care what it's for i just yeah. want a check that's huge uh and regardless if i earned it or not well the check was printed out at a kinko's or no a fedex, FedEx. over at uh mm. in, in downtown so you can pretty much that's make a true, check for whatever yeah. you want and carry that around you don't have the same allure when you're printing it out yourself i need somebody official to like hand it to surrender me. it yes yeah. yeah. <laughs> just pay your friend anson you can just wear a tux bro wear a tux I'll, hand it over I'm to chris gonna, exactly <laughs> i'm gonna have a, i'm gonna have some kind of competition not tell anybody else so you win <laughs> right, right, right and then we'll do that yeah you know <laughs> So, who else at Bindle Stiff is uh, responsible for all the success you guys have seen in the past couple of years? 
Um, oh, t- well, we have a group that we really look up to called our, uh, called our Bindle Elders. Mm. Uh, Thomas, did you want to take it away here? Oh, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a, a group of old men. Who- <laughs> They're going to hate us, dude. <laughs> uh, I'm but, sorry, did I say that wrong? Uh, say it a group of old-ass men there we go. who mm. uh, inspired us to, to be the men we are today nice. and uh, to do the kind of work that we do and to make an effort to, to balance um, our, our professions with our artistic pursuits mm, yeah. and um and that's really the only way that we're gonna make it happen right because <laughs> I mean, to see them do it and this is you know the aforementioned ryan morales dino ignacio uh chuck laxon mike rica maybe maybe um, <laughs> <laughs> just to have just to have folks like that who were nerdy when we first met them because here's the thing like we're at the age now that they were when we first met them right so hopefully there might be some youngins at the theater right now who look at us and go well, I don't want to be exactly like them, but I want to be kind of yeah. like them. You that's know never going to happen, Mark. Yeah. That's, that's not happening to us. Please. You guys got to pay it forward, man. You gotta, you're going to have to kick somebody else in the ass pretty soon. And get... Definitely. I think that's what we're, we're looking to. We're just looking. Maybe that's a, that same seven-year-old who was mean mugging me from earlier, right? Yeah, he's like, um, like hey. But, but yeah, there, there are quite a few folks. I mean, folks who, who believed in us when others didn't, you know, Arena mm-hmm. Mario. Ali Saria is his brother Jericho, who I love, just very good writer himself. Um, we had some folks with us for the first uh, Geek Show, um, Michelle Fajardo, Lauren mm-hmm. Lola, uh, who was also on the second show. Uh, just a bunch of folks who have, who basically gave us the time of day uh, when no one else would. Mm. I could also reframe that as people who, again, were foolish enough to listen to me and Thomas pitch <laughs> when they didn't have to, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but there are just so many folks, you know, out there who, who, took a chance on us and looking at the audience um, night after night to see different ages, different races, different, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, genders and sexual orientations, just to know that they're all united by the fact that they're, you know, nerdy about stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just like, that's a, that's a great feeling. So for those, um, for those folks out there, um, thank you very much. Shout out to Zip Alegria over in Texas, who's done the art for us every year on our dope. poster. And our posters year. are dope. Yeah. Uh, Love the artwork, guys. Yeah. Yeah, there's just there's a lot of folks involved. Mm-hmm. If, if I've forgotten, I'm sorry, the Alzheimer's there, there's, kick there's way too many to, to list here. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, our, our amazing cast who, who bring their their uh, talents every day in rehearsal um, and a lot of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just as it's just kind of cool. I'm I'm just gonna shout out um, Nicolette Thomas, your girlfriend here. She was somebody who had never been on stage before. Mm. First show, she pretty much just made props for us, and I don't think she ever had any experience. Very with that. cool props, by the way. <laughs> yeah, she hadn't really done that. Before. Like so, she made <laughs> she, she nice. made full on suits of like sets of armor. <laughs> Made out of cardboard yeah. for Vikings, samurais, and and like a knight, yeah, right? Really cool stuff. <laughs> it was really dope. The second year, she not only was acting on stage, but she was one of the lead roles. This year, she's writing, man, wow. and she's she's That's in awesome. some yeah. of the more like serious stuff, which That's is dope. just like this is so. Just yeah, just a shout out to everybody who not only stuck around and and continued to just be you know to support us, but also just folks who are who understand what we're trying to do. And I'm just really glad that you guys, you know, had us on here because it's it's really hard to talk about yeah. geeky stuff in a serious manner. <laughs> so I'm glad that you guys had us on. Yeah, I don't think it should be discussed in a serious manner. <laughs> <laughs> Chris showing his true colors. <laughs> so Geek Show number three coming out game yep. night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Geek Show game nights. 
premieres April 11th and runs through the 27th. Every okay. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. At 8 p.m. I go ahead and check that out. If you are interested in checking out some of the previous shows, head over to geekshowsf.com. You can find links to uh, check out, stream, or download uh, First Geek Show or The Geek Show to BindleCon. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you wanted to... Where can people get tickets? Uh, people can get tickets at thegeekshow2019.bpt.me. So, yeah, uh, if anything, head over to our social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm, I really should be more on social media, I'm not. <laughs> but I think on most of this stuff, we're at Geek Show SF. At Geek Show SF. And yeah. uh, so Instagram, um, my girlfriend is running that. Shout out to Rosanna. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I swear oh, I really am with Thomas and some folks right now. And I'm <laughs> wilding out on a Friday. <laughs> so at Geek Show SF. But um, yeah. Hey, you babe, can... I'm podcasting. I yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about all the glitter. Uh, <laughs> just... But yeah, uh, GeekShowSF.com. You can find a lot of the, the links there. But definitely social media. You can find us as well. Well, good stuff, guys. I'm looking forward to checking out the show myself. I'll be there for at least one, if not mm-hmm. two, of the dates. Mm-hmm. Anything else that? Uh, yeah, any other project you guys working on that you want to make sure people are following you guys on? Or, but yeah, I'm talking about some podcasts. Yeah, sure. um, I don't know. I'm, I'm really shy, bro. Um, Just plug them all. Bro. All right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a I'm a stand up comedian <laughs> here in the Bay Area. You can try to find me again. No social media presence, really. So, <laughs> but oh, uh, Mark Abrigo. That's M A R C. A B R I G O, uh, but I do do a lot of podcasts because I like to retreat into uh, my home and just hey generate content from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, all my podcasts. I'm wearing a gorilla onesie. No one knows until now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll just I'll keep this quick. Um, if you are a fan of listening to nerds get mad and yell at each other while making personal attacks that may or may not be deserved, head over to nerdragepodcast.com. That is where uh, podcasters <laughs> and writers and comedians and the occasional pro wrestlers go on and argue mm. about nerdy stuff. Okay. Um, let's see. You can head over to onthisveryscreen.com for my other podcast on this very screen go figure uh, if you're into uh, and it's basically um if you're into wrestling bad movies or bad movies starring wrestlers we review the entire yes. filmography of wwe studios and if the geek show wasn't enough for you in terms of geeky news uh, there's a buddy of mine in good old scotland uh and our show is called three pints with betty i am the betty in that particular okay. show uh long story about me not being able to drink that's all you really mm, need to know right. um but you can Pepsi. check that out that's it yeah <laughs> uh, you can check that out mfxpodcast.com we are a bi-weekly show on their network and yep. um you'll be able to check out nerd news from me and a scotsman there awesome well, cool. that's awesome man i uh, thank you guys so much for coming yes. down this evening thank you for having us yeah. i look forward to uh, attending the show man hey I'm, I'm really hoping to see you no, there man we'll be there really for awesome sure, yeah. i'll try to wear some dope sneakers yeah man, these, i mean no, I'll i don't own any but. I, <laughs> I got I some to spare bro i wear <laughs> these motorcycle boots not because i own a motorcycle but i really appreciate the extra inch and a half of height there you that go uh, <laughs> you know that kind of thing it's all good well that's it for another episode of the quality goods podcast follow these guys on social media check out the show we out